0: Rabbi Jack Stern, love ha-shalom, told the following story. One day, years ago, he was walking down the hall of the Temple Religious School, and he overheard a bar mitzvah boy calling his mother on the hall telephone, which tells you how old this story is. He asked her to drive to the temple and pick him up to take him home. Well... Rabbi Stern knew that this boy lived close by and he also knew that this family had an infant at home and it was going to be quite a production for the mother to come and pick up the boy and take him home. So he said to the boy, it's a beautiful day why don't you walk for those 15 minutes and let your mom stay at home? And the boy's answer was because I'm selfish but at least I know it." To which Rabbi Stern replied, "'But that's not the way you should be. You should change.'" The boy thought of himself as static. This is who I am and who I will be. Rabbi Stern said years later, after having lived a lot more of life, that if given the chance to have a do-over in that situation, he would have said to the boy, But that's not the only way you are. Judaism knows and teaches that we are always growing, learning, and becoming. And within each of us are many possible ways of acting and reacting. We can discover these resources and this untapped potential within us if we want to. But that boy did sense a truth that to contribute, to make a difference in this world, can often be hard. It takes effort, for that boy walking home, though right, was more work than he wanted to give. Tonight, we begin the last day of Passover. On this seventh day, we traditionally read Exodus chapters 13 through 15, the time of the Israelites' final push for full freedom. You see, on Seder night, the Israelites leave Egypt, right? They get up and they leave their homes, but still they are pursued by the Egyptians. That is not real freedom. Real freedom comes today. It is on this day, almost a week later, the rabbis tell us, that the Israelites arrived at the sea and went through it and truly left Egypt behind forever. What was this final push for freedom like? Was it easy? The Torah and the rabbis fill in part of the details. First, Exodus 13 tells us that God took the Israelites by a long route because God was worried that if they went the short way, they would have to go through enemy territory and fight, and the Israelites would just hightail it back to Egypt. They lacked the steadfast spirit to move forward under those circumstances. They were too used to being slaves, so the Israelites had to walk for extra days. Sometimes our lack of bravery makes life tougher. Then the Israelites come, as we know, to the Sea of Reeds. A Midrash tells us that they were terrified. On one side of them, they could see the quickly approaching Egyptian army, and behind them was the vast sea. According to the Midrash, Being in this circumstance where on one side they see the Egyptians coming and on the other side they have the sea, the Israelites did what they knew how to do. They prayed, they prayed, and they prayed, and still the sea did not open. They said to Moses, was it for want of graves in Egypt that you let us out here? Rabbi Eliezer tells us that God said to Moses, look, there are time for long prayers and there are times for short prayers. Tell the Israelites to start walking into the sea. In other words, this was not a time for praying. It was a time for action. They needed to be involved in their own redemption. We are told that finally, one brave man, Nachshon ben Aminadav, stepped into the water, trusting that they would separate. With that act of bravery, God told Moses, lift your arms so that the waters will part. Moses did so and the people walked on dry land to freedom. Torah and the rabbis emphasize here that freedom, or really any real progress, is not easy. It takes work, action, bravery. In fact, the rabbis understand the traveling through the sea in a very interesting way. Zohar and some of the biblical commentators have noted that this moment of pressing forward toward freedom, of nachshon pushing through the narrow straits of the sea and then being released on the other side, resembles the birthing of a child coming through the birth canal and then out into life. When you consider that so much of the early part of Exodus is about Pharaoh trying to prevent Israelite births and them happening anyway, it even strengthens the argument for this being one more birth that the Pharaoh could not stop. But this time it is the birth of the Israelite nation. Freedom, we might say, often requires birthing pains. Change change does not just happen, even in this miraculous story. Two years ago, I heard Kevin Wilmot, the co-writer of the movie Black K Klansman. In speaking about the civil rights movement, he pointed out that we have seen time and again that change only happens do to struggle. We have to be willing to work hard if we want to see our society improve. So one question we are to ask on Passover is, who will I help this year? Being newly free ourselves, having a new appreciation for freedom, having celebrated Passover, We now are tasked with helping to bring more freedom to this world. We might say that if Passover does not reawaken us each year, then perhaps we have not really lived it fully. The truth is that most of us have in us a part that is like that boy that Rabbi Stern spoke about, who does not want to be bothered to help out We are the Israelites saying let's pray and someone else will make the sea open up. There's a Jewish saying, all beginnings are difficult. Inertia is a powerful force. It is easier to do nothing. And sometimes we do nothing because we are not sure that we can really make a difference. But our tradition urges us to be nachshon, to be willing to walk into the water and try to effect change. God calls us to make for more freedom and more goodness in this world. Truthfully, our world has so much that is in need of repair. It can be overwhelming. This is why we have the saying that we do not need to finish the work, but neither are we exempt from trying to affect have an effect on it the truth is that there are always opportunities to make a difference both large and small we can volunteer write a letter to the newspaper editor about a concern we have or to a senator we can use fewer plastic bags that could end up in the ocean we can speak out against racism and poverty We can donate to important causes. There are so many ways that we can be involved. This is our time to be moved. How will we bring more progress into the world from this Passover to the next? Actually, we can start here at Temple. Every one of us, I think, should be part of the Caring Committee. When we do that, then we help one another when we are in need. And so I invite each person to contact Dottie Braun-Cohen who is the head of the caring committee to say that you're willing to help and we also have a very important social action committee at the temple which looks at the causes beyond the walls of the temple and says where can we make a difference and the more there are of us on that committee or willing to help out with that committee the more we can really make a positive change. So if you're interested in that, I encourage you to call Phyllis Bolno, who is now the head of the Social Action Committee, and volunteer to make a difference. The story of the Exodus became, as Rabbi Yitz Greenberg says, the central event of Jewish religion and liturgy. It is the orienting event, the moment in history held up as a guiding light for the Jewish way of life and ethics, a compass by which to navigate our way through history. We are called upon to find that part of us that has the resolve, the courage, the empathy, the faith to be willing each year to step into the water and make a difference. With God's help, may we do so this year. Ken Rahi Kenya may it be God's will. Amen.